Ellsberg with KCW News. I'm in downtown Portland at Pioneer Square, bringing you breaking news of what appears to be Leonard Cohen, the late Leonard Cohen. Well, he's, he's alive. He's supposed to be dead, but it appears he's on the corner of Fifth and Morrison, and he's just standing there with a the guitar and just singing. People around him are freaking out. Oh my God, what's he doing? Oh, shit. Oh, my God, it's total mayhem down here. Oh, my God, this... Oh, shit, did you see that? He just bit right into that woman. Oh, my God. Oh, blood is everywhere. Oh, my God. This is Ben Benford with KCW News reporting from downtown Portland. Leonard Cohen. Oh, my God, I quit. They don't pay me enough for this shit. Excuse my language, but... The... Fuck it! I'm out of here! Oh shit, did you see that? Oh my god, he's chasing the toddler now! Oh, watch out, Lee! Oh, I'm out of here! Bye! Whoa, did you get all of that? Gee, I sure hope those people are okay! What about that lady? Somebody get her an ambulance! Oh, wait! Oh, hello everybody and welcome to the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show. I am your announcer. No, I'm not even going to bother about the name. I'm not going to bother about the name. I promise. Here's your host, Eric D. Fulmer. <laughs> shit, I can't even do it. Holy shit, I can't even do that shit. David Lee Roth. Man, did you catch any of those clips online uh, this past week of him playing in Las Vegas? He's got a Las Vegas residency. And um, yeah, David Lee Roth, you know, he's like the next Celine Dion. <laughs> when I think of a Las Vegas residency, I think of like Celine Dion, you know, big acts like that. Um, Tony Braxton or some shit. But here we got David Lee Roth. You know, I was never really a fan of Van Halen in the past. I mean, matter of fact, I kind of, anyone who knows me knows I hate Eddie Van Halen. And fuck Eddie Van Halen. I should actually end the show with, every show I should end it with, uh, fuck Eddie Van Halen. Maybe that'll get me some uh, worldwide notoriety and make this thing go viral. But anyway, yeah, uh, just people are actually paying for tickets that are probably like through the roof, you know, price wise. I mean, just to hear David Lee Roth sound like total shit. Well, there's still kids starving in America. There's animals being abused and there's cancer that needs to be cured and all this shit. And people are actually paying probably, I bet, $500 for the cheapest ticket, probably up to a thousand to go watch this fucking clown on stage, man. I mean, look, I love what he represents in rock and roll. I love the you know what Van Halen represents in rock and roll. I just was never a big fan of their music. I like maybe three or four of their songs. I like Cradle, the Cradle World Rock. That's like one of my favorites. Matter of fact, I have one Van Halen record in my collection, and it's the Women and Children First. Then I found it a, at an antique shop. It was like for ten dollars, and you know, even though I tried to refrain from putting Van Halen in my little record collection there, I said, you know, let me get it. It's ten dollars, and it's a, I think it's one of the original pressings, and and it's got that song. And the cradle will rock on it. So I still haven't played it yet, though. I brought it home like maybe last year sometime and still haven't played it. But, yeah, that's where I stand with Vane Halen. But, yeah, David Lee Roth, man, you check it out. Let me. I think I could maybe play a little something here if I don't get in trouble. But check this out. Out. Don't get fooled by those backing vocals because they sound better than him. <laughs> but yeah, man. Ouch. What the fuck's going on, Dave? No. You know, like I said, I mean, his voice was never great anyway. So it's only, it was only inevitable, inevitable that his voice would kind of morph into this in his older years. And I know, I understand. We all get old. You know, actually, I think I sing better older than I'm older now. I think I sing better than I did back when I was younger. That's <laughs> yeah, just me, right. you know. I'm my own uh, critic. So, 
you could think I suck, and if I suck to you, then then that's all that's okay with me as long as you're listening. <laughs> if you think this podcast sucks, um, that's okay. Let me know at least. But as long as I know you're listening, you know maybe maybe you're already gone by now. But anyway, yeah, David Lee Roth should he retire? You know what? Actually, it's a I guess it's a limited residency, so that's good. <laughs> at least it's limited. <laughs> This is that I can't imagine him going with like two years, three years. But I hear Motley Crue is going to be doing one. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a rumor. Is Motley Crue supposed to do a residency? Um, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. To me, Motley Crue like it's a great band. I love them. Uh, I love everything they stand for and what they're about. But to me, they only have two records in my in my own personal uh, catalog. If you were to ask me how many records does Motley Crue have, I'd say, well, they got um, Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil. <laughs> Anything after that, I just didn't really. I mean, uh, Theater of Pain is when that came out. I was trying to force myself to like it, and, and there's some good songs on there. But you know, they, I got to finally see them in concert. I was going to see them when they were supposed to play with Ozzy Osbourne on the Bark at the Moon tour, which was my very first concert. And one of the only reasons I bought tickets for that concert was to see Motley Crue on the Shout at the Devil tour. But then Motley Crue canceled. And then I was okay, cool. We're still going to see Ozzy. Ozzy's still cool. You know, I had Diver and Mad Men at the time, and and I had just bought the Bark at the Moon album. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, so I went and saw Ozzy Osbourne, nineteen eighty four. I want to say it was March of nineteen eighty four in Fresno, selling the arena. My first big concert. My first concert. Yeah, probably my first big concert because before that I was just seeing a local band called Sweet Poison. But I will talk to the, about them in another episode. I want to talk about them later on. Uh, how influential they were on me as a musician and starting a band. But, yeah, when I saw Jakey e. Lee, man, for the first time on stage with Ozzy, that's what made me want to play guitar. But back to Motley Crue. Yeah, so they canceled, and uh, I guess Slade was supposed to open up for Ozzy. But then when I got to the concert, it was another band who I thought was Slade, but they had this uh, thing in the background that said Rough Cut, like it looked like graffiti on a wall. I guess that was part of their stage show. And it said Rough Cut, but Cut was was spelled C-U-T-T. And I just still thought it was Slade. I just thought maybe that's just a a prop or whatever. Um, but come to find out later on that there was a band called Rough Cut that Slade didn't actually, they, they must have canceled at the last minute and they threw uh, Rough Cut on there. He was a new band at the time. And uh, so I went out and got their album later on. Uh, fuck, man. Paul Shortino, great vocalist. But Motley Crue, yeah, um, they're supposed to come back out on tour where they get some Poison and Def Leppard. Remember, they broke that contract. Uh, and the funny thing about that, Mick Mars, he actually, uh, I guess back when they signed that contract with the fans that they will never, ever tour again. You know, And Mick Mars, I guess he said something like, well, if we ever do, um, everyone will get free tickets. You know, <laughs> Well, Mick, you better shut up and put out or whatever that was put up and shut up <laughs> give us those free tickets now, i just hope mick lasts on uh, on this tour man because um i was really looking forward to his solo music uh, and i hope he still puts that out you know i hope this tour doesn't cause him to like put that on on the back burner for a while uh because i heard some clips of his new music his solo music and i think he had that john karabi on vocals the old motley Crue singer um sounded badass so i really liked it and and uh you know, Mick Mars, I mean, I think I would love, I'm hoping he's going to put out a book. I hear he is. Um, that's one book I will read. I want to read Motley Crue and, uh, from the point of view of Mick Mars and all the shit that went on there. Um, yeah, because, you know, he's like the oldest guy in the band. And, uh, you know, he was kind of always like the outsider of the band. And it'd be neat to hear, hear and see his perspective of all the shenanigans that went on with Motley Crue. And, I, and like I said, I did finally get the same in concert, but it was on the Theater of Pain tour, which was like, you know, um, and I think Autograph opened up for me. Remember that band Autograph? Um, Radio, whatever that song is. I don't know. I can't think of it now. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Vince Neil's bangs all chopped up to the fucking, to the very top of his forehead and uh, just all these, you know, wacky looking clothes on that later on I ended up wearing myself. You know, being in the glam band and shit. <laughs> but no, I was never. I don't think I ever looked as bad as like those fucking polka dots and stripes that Nikki Six was wearing. Um, he always had cool hair though, man. Nikki Six, even to this day, man, that dude still has cool hair. Um, back to David Lee Roth, man. You know, I played that one clip a little earlier, but I, I, I felt like I played a clip that was kind of really not showcasing how bad his vocals are from that night. So I, but I found another one real quick here. Hold on, let me see if I could uh, pop it on here real fast. Check this out. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Holy shit, Tamara, did you hear that? Oh shit, I think he just killed my cat. Oh my god. <laughs> she just croaked over. Kitty, wake up, wake up. <laughs> no, that was me. Um, yeah, woo. What's up, Dave? Come on, man, give me a call, dude. Hey, maybe I should give you some vocal lessons. <laughs> If you're checking out my podcast, you know, I know you used to do radio. Maybe you should go back to the radio thing, man. Shit. You know, you got a face for radio. I got a face for radio. Yeah. Imagine me giving David Lee Roth vocal lessons. Here's how you do it, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the cradle will rock. <laughs> yeah, right. Huh. But yeah, where am I going with this? I'm just ripping on David Lee Roth and fuck Eddie Van Halen, man. Now, you know who my guitar player is, man? Jakey Lee, um, Richie Blackmore, uh, Ingve Malmsteen, but Richie Blackmore. And I say this a lot. I could do a whole podcast on that. <laughs> I could do a whole show on that. <laughs> One of these days I'll go, I'll do a whole show on Richie Blackmore and my, my love for his guitar playing and how every time I hear the guitar solo in Man on the Silver Mountain, with, you know, sung by Ronnie James Dio, the great, I could do a whole podcast on him too. But every time I hear that guitar solo, man, it gives me chills and it brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, message out there to David Lee Roth. Look at all the people tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the people paying all that fucking money to see your ass cracking those vocals and, and, and sounding like shit. It's just fucking... Dude, I'm hoping that what he's doing, he's probably going back and hearing all the clips and there's even some like even some news articles, you know, hammering about his vocals and, you know... Because, dude, this is a Las Vegas residency. This ain't like a... You're not playing some shitty little club where it's okay to sound like that, you know? I mean, you're a multi-platinum fucking multi-million dollar artist uh, recording superstar, rock star, whatever. And, come on, man. Play these clips back and just go, go go do some vocal training. Put down those swords and, and, and maybe skip karate class for a couple of weeks and go find yourself a really good vocal coach and just get yourself back into it. I know you can do it, man. I mean, like I said, you're, you're a good singer. I've heard some, I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a big Van Halen fan, but the songs I've heard, I, I mean, you wail that shit pretty well. I mean, you got your own style. I mean, you sound like David Lee Roth and, and David Lee Roth sounds like David Lee Roth. That's how it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, stop cheating the fans. Stop ripping them off, man. That money could be going towards uh, feeding children, curing cancer, and saving animals and all that good stuff. And uh, maybe even, like Greta Thunberg would say, you got to put it towards climate change. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst Greta Thunberg uh, impression, I guess. Greta. Well, she's from Sweden, right? This is Greta from Sweden. I bought one of those uh, Make America Greta Again hats. I'm going to wear it on, on my profile pic and see how many people can actually, because it looks like it says Make America Great Again, but it says Make America Greta Again. <laughs> Which brings me to my plugging of my main podcast I do with my brother, Glenn Lee Allen Davis. Go to www.politicaldumbass.com and check that show out. We got all the shit going on over there about politics. You know, I try not to do too many politics on this one. This is more about just, like I said, comedy. Uh, I try to make you guys laugh on a Monday um, a little bit as much as I can anyway. I make myself laugh. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm always laughing at my own jokes. Maybe because I'm the only one in this fucking house right now, me and my cat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this podcast is just part of my... My uh, psychosis that I'm going through. Maybe I'm going through a psychosis. And uh, it's, it's all an illusion. Yeah. Maybe I should go see a doctor about this. But yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so I just talk about like uh, music and art. I want to get into all kinds of different things. Again, you know, being an alcohol and drug counselor. Um, I want to get into some addiction and recovery. Although I don't know how, how serious he'll take me because I'm always goofing on shit, cussing, and just, you know, talking about whatever, and all of a sudden I get into this whole deep conversation about addiction and recovery based on my own experience and, and uh, all this stuff, so I don't know, uh, but I am going to do a separate special, I got it in the works, you know, I'm just got it all my notes, and 
and I might even have a couple of guests. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have a couple of guests. I've just I got two in mind that I'm going to have. Uh, and it's probably going to be most likely a two-hour special, and it'll I'll have it posted uh, in between episodes of this show. It'll still be the Eric D. Former Podcast Show, but special special report, addiction, recovery, and ah, how the demons can take over. You know, I always say, I'll always have my demons. The demons ain't going anywhere. But the key to sobriety is to hold them at bay. Make those demons your bitch, like I did. Matter of fact, when they creep up and they try to get in that little brain of yours and they try to, you know, get you to do something you don't want to do, you suck them back. Right, Tamron? Yeah, she knows what's up. Fucking David Lee Roth, he keeps pulling me back into this conversation about his vocals. Um, I was just, you know, goofing around online here while I was talking. Um, damn, I guess the residency in Las Vegas once has done. I guess that's, there's a reason why it's limited. He's going on tour with fucking Kiss afterwards. And Kiss, I think it's supposed to, their tour's supposed to last like two years or something. Um, yeah, I'm looking at David Lee Roth's tour dates and shit. How the fuck is he going to pull that off? Now we got Paul Stanley, who is you could, is totally losing his voice. I'll find a clip later on uh, in the show. I'll find a clip of Paul Stanley. One uh, I heard it sounded really, really bad. I mean, it's just like this guy's voice. I mean, he's got a great voice, Paul Stanley. You know, well, back when he was in Kiss. Well, he's still in Kiss, but back when Kiss was at his peak. But David Lee Roth, man. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do a duet. That'd be kind of cool, huh? Paul Stanley and David Lee Roth come on out and do a, a little jam. Whew. Bring your earplugs, everyone. I wonder if they should, uh, yeah, they should uh, maybe make Kiss earplugs. Like Gene Simmons. Get on that, dude. That's your next fucking marketing team. Kiss earplugs. Given out at every show. No. No. Don't ask no! why. <laughs> You'll find out why. <laughs> Rock and roll all night. Party every day. Take Geritol all night. And sleep in your rocker all day. <laughs> On to other things. Let's get off this Daily Roth. Unless he drags me back into the fucking black hole of Daily Roth or Van Halen black hole. Uh, I want to try to get away from this whole Daily Roth conversation. Unless you like it. Unless you like me ripping on no DLR. Is that his initials? Yeah. I can keep going. I could probably do. A, here we go again. I could do a whole podcast on ripping on David Lee Roth and ripping on Eddie Van Halen. Matter of fact, I could do two whole podcast specials, maybe four-hour specials, ripping on David Lee Roth, and then another four-hour special ripping on Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Maybe I'll plan that. <laughs> I'll definitely lose uh, people then, right? <sighs> it's crazy. There's still a lot of good rock out there, guys. Don't, 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 don't lose hope. You know, all you women and men and children out there, get on YouTube, get in your little music streaming service, whatever you have, and just click away, man. Just type in a weird freaking name, and, and I bet something will come up, something that you could discover. Uh, I've done that before. I just type in like a weird word like jloop. <laughs> no, I didn't type that in. But yeah, I just, I just type in a word, and oh, there's a band called that. And they sound okay. Um, do that. Or go on YouTube and just when you see, uh, you know, interesting looking album covers or band names, click on it. You might like it, you know. I discover a lot of music too just by uh, some of the TV shows I watch. Later on in the show, we're going to get to that list of binge watching. Uh, but yeah, I'll hear a song on, on one of those shows and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's a nice song. Let me Look it up on YouTube. Of course, there's you know that shows you who did it, who performed it. And you look at the comments. There's always people like, "Oh, this show brought me to this song." Yeah, <laughs> Watchmen brought me here, or even commercials. Even yeah, the Jergens commercial brought me here. Zest soap brought me here. Oh, thank you, Zest, for showing me some new music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, and speaking of new music, remember I talked uh, about my little record collection uh, last episode? And some of you are probably wondering, oh, he didn't even talk about Iron Maiden. I thought he, had, I thought he was a freak about Iron Maiden. <laughs> well, I kind of did that on purpose because I do, here we go again, plan on doing a full podcast series 
episode of the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show on Iron Maiden. I'm going to save all my records for that. No. Um, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't torture you guys with a full freaking episode. Just one bad. (laughs) I lie. Maybe I will. Um, As you know, this... I taped the show throughout the week, even though I, 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 I posted on Monday, you know, but throughout the week, I, I just try to, whatever comes to mind, you know, this ain't live. Well, and I, and I kind of lied in the beginning. If you heard my other episode, I said, oh, the show is unedited, unscripted, unpredictable. Well, two out of three is right. I lied about the unedited part. I do edit it a little bit. I have to edit somewhat. What I meant by unediting is I don't I can't go in and, and cut out all the little ums and the uhs and the uh and the stammerings and the you know as you know that's why you got all these uh, um, stammerings and shit. Hey, Bob Newhart, that comedian, he made a fucking living off of turning his stammering into a part of his act. <laughs> you know, I'm not Bob Newhart, and you know he's a legend, legendary comedian for all you old folks out there that remember him. Uh, but yeah, so I talked about Mericker M Y K. You are Meyer Kerr, K-U-R, um, M-Y-R-K-U-R. Probably never pronounce her name right. I'll probably never will. Um, but yeah, she's going to drop a new song tomorrow. Right now, it's it's Monday, the 13th. You're probably listening to episode four. This is episode five that I'm taping. So, time warp, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's supposed to drop a new fucking song tomorrow called Ella. And it's like, oh, man, I'm just so looking forward to that shit. Um, look at all the people tonight. Fucking David Lee Roth, man, trying to pull me back into that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because you know it's it's actually if you're listening to this right now, that means it's January twentieth. But what I was saying, uh, I taped this back on the thirteenth. Am I confusing you? Am I like the the new Doctor Who or some shit? <laughs> Get inside my TARDIS and just go, boy. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, while I'm still in the on the 13th, on Monday, on today, the 13th, but you're listening to it on the 20th, while I'm still here, I almost got hit again. I was talking about just, last episode, and before last, I'm ripping off these Oregon drivers, uh, how they drive and shit, but um, this one lady, I'm, she clearly saw me crossing the street. She's at a stop sign, right? And it's like... So if you're at a stop sign, there's a reason for a stop sign. It's because there's probably cars going to be crossing or there's going to be a pedestrian crossing. So I'm crossing and I'm just kept walking it and she kept pulling out like as if, I, you know, she stopped a little bit, but she just kept pulling forward and I could see her looking at me, but she had tinted windows and yeah. And she like, you know, and, I'm just, and I just kind of kept walking just to see how far she would go. And fuck, man, like if I would have like, you know, kind of jump back a little bit, she would have ran over my foot and, you know, I kind of. I think my jacket must have hit her car. I heard like a little ding or whatever. And, uh, and I could see her kind of looking like, like acting all surprised. Like, but I, I could swear she was looking at me. Fucking weird. <laughs> what is it with you people out there, man? You know, I'm an alcohol and drug counselor and I, and I deal with a lot of DUI court mandated stuff. And, uh, you know, I kind of, this, this might sound kind of eerie, but sometimes I wonder like, maybe that's going to be my death. Maybe I'm gonna die from a drink, a drunk driver. You know, I'm like this guy that helps people with that situation, and then maybe I'm supposed to die that way. Ooh, cue the eerie music here. Right, I'm gonna take a break, and I might be back on here in a couple of days, maybe tonight. Like I said, you, you know my secrets of how I record now. Uh, just pretend I'm. It's it's the 20th of January. It, it is actually, if you're listening to this, it's the 20th of January. I hope you're enjoying your Monday. Um, I hope you're well, you're healthy, um, you're with your person that you, that you love and your, your family that you love. And, and if you're in some kind of mess or trouble, um, you'll get out of it. Just, just get yourself out of it. That sounded kind of hard. (laughs) Um, I'll be back. All right. And then we're going to talk TV shows and what the binge, my favorite ones of 2019, as, and then whatever I just started here in 2020. I mean, we haven't been in 2020 that long, but um, we're going to talk about that uh, when I get back. Um, let me see if I can find some cool little ditty to do in between. You're listening to the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show. 
We'll be right back after these messages. What's up? What are you guys doing messing around with my freaking podcast? And my guitar. Who was that anyway? Tune that guitar. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. Uh, I know we got on the whole David Lee Roth kick and everything. There he goes again. Um, yeah. What about Ozzy Osbourne? You know, I just pre-ordered that album. Ordinary Man coming out in February. February 20th, I believe. Man, that's looking like a good album. Sounding like a good album. Under the Graveyard is phenomenal. If you haven't checked out that video, uh, he just released a new video. It's um, It kind of gives a hint that I think there's a movie in the works. I know he's got a documentary coming out that I saw the trailer for. Um, yeah, and that trailer looks for, really good for that. It doesn't look like your typical cheap documentary. I mean, this is like they're, they're going all out with this one. Um, but the video for Under the Graveyard, which is a fucking great song, and I mean... David Lee Roth, if you're out there listening, you need to get in touch with Ozzy, man, and ask him how he's doing it. <laughs> um, but then again, I, you know, I'm going to go see Ozzy Osbourne in July, July 15th here in Portland, Oregon. He's going to be coming. I got my ticket already. We got insurance on it, just in case. Um, knock on wood. That was my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm hoping that he. Uh, He's going to be performing really well. I'm hoping that uh, he's in good shape. I would imagine he's doing his thing. Hopefully sober. Um, hopefully staying sober. But yeah, that video. Let me get back to that. Uh, if you haven't got a chance to check it out, go check it out. It's uh, it's on YouTube. Um, Under the Graveyard. And it's got actors. And it's got, uh, I think, Val Kilmer's son. I can't remember his first name. I know it's Kilmer. Uh he plays Ozzy. He plays a young Ozzy, and uh, it really gets deep. Just the visuals alone, like you could turn the the sound down of the music down, and you can actually tell what's going on. Like I mean, it's just it really looks like it deals with a lot of like his when he was younger and and, and the shit he was going through with his his addiction and just the parties, the women, and, and then and then they, they have a young Sharon come in. You know, it's the young lady to play Sharon Osbourne, and. um I guess Sharon, Os from what I understand, Sharon Osbourne picked her personally to play this part. And, uh, man, she pulls it off. And, uh, you know, I guess that's when they first met. It's like a love story. It's like a tragic, twisted love story in a sense, you know. And, the, but the, and then, you you know, put the volume back up and listen to the music along with it. It's just, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant song, brilliant video. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne, he just, man, he still has it. Like, I was just listening to that Black Rain album today. I was trying to think, oh, what's the last album he put out? I think it was Black Rain. I have to Wikipedia that. But um, that's even a great album. Shit. I mean, you know. I don't think Zach Wilde's on this uh, new music of his. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it's not him. It's that guy that I think he was playing with, uh, Post Malone. If you watch the AMA Awards, when Ozzy performed with Post Malone and uh, that guitar player, I believe he's the one that produced that song, and I guess he's producing Ozzy's new record. And... Um, Apparently he's playing all the guitar, which I I think is a fresh, fresh uh, breath of fresh air. <coughs> Choking. Oh, uh, yeah, breath of fresh air, man. It's just the sound. Don't get me wrong, I love Zach Wild. I think he's a great guitar player. Sometimes he overdoes that little the, with his guitar a little bit too much, a little pitch harmonics. Um, but that's his sound. I mean, that's what I mean. He. Since uh, what's uh, what's the one album that they came out with when Zach was first uh, his guitar player's first time? Uh, why can't I think of that album? No Rest for the Wicked or something like that. It was after freaking Ultimate Sin. Yeah. Anyway, so ever since then, he's been Ozzy's pretty much signature sound. I mean, and I think Ozzy's had other guitar players other than Zach in between there somewhere. But it's just all of the stuff I've heard after that album. Um. It just has that Zach sound. So this new stuff, when I first heard the Under the Graveyard the first time, I kind of thought Zach was still on it because when it gets heavy, it almost sounds like Zach Wilde. But no, it's, it's just a great song, great video. Um, 
I think he's got another song called Straight to Hell. Oh, and then he uh, released a new song with The Ordinary Man, the title track to the new album. It's with Elton John. But it's a beautiful song. It's a great melody. Ozzy, you can tell he kind of uses a little bit of auto-tune on it. But overall, it's still his voice. It still sounds great. He's a great singer. He's got that perfect pitch. Um, he doesn't even play an instrument, but he just knows he's got perfect pitch. It's actually known that he has that. Where he can just hear a note and he can hum it and he could like he could tell a guitar player or whoever's writing the, the music he could be like, I need you to play this riff like here, da 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 da. As you can tell. Oh, what the hell is that? Hello. Hello, Eric. This is Stanley. How you doing? What? <laughs> Stanley, you know Marvel Comics. Stanley, you. <laughs> This ain't Stan Lee. Who is this? Hello, true believers. This is Stan Lee. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, Stan Lee died, I uh, think, like last year. Uh, this is not Stan Lee. Why would you be calling me? Excelsior! I heard you have a podcast, so I'm making my cameo. True believers! You're listening to the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show with your co-host, Stan Lee. Wait, 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 Stan. What are you talking about? Dude, uh, this, is, this is surreal. I got to go, man. No, 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 don't hang up. Excelsior. Okay. <laughs> Where was wow, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, I think that was something I recorded a... Uh couple of days ago and i forgot that i had it on here but i'm just gonna leave it because i was gonna put it in the show anyway uh but yeah <laughs> it was a great segue it interrupted me i was talking about ozzy's perfect pitch how he could just like hey play this guitar riff right here that's supposed to be crazy train but i have good pitch too but sometimes i can't hum it exactly but i can actually listen to a song uh and pretty much figured out really quick on the guitar or whatever. Um, still working on the vocals. I'm still better than... I'm not better than David Lee Roth in his early years or maybe his middle years or whatever. But I'm definitely better than what he just... what he's been doing in Vegas. I don't know. Maybe not. He's got some good... Uh, he's got some good pipes still. He just, he just needs to take some... Uh, he just needs to quit... Uh, he needs to play that shit back. Be honest with you, Dave. You just need to play that shit back and just and own it right own it you need to get out there and, and rehearse your vocals more you need to take some vocal lessons um like i said skip karate for a little bit and go, go get you a nice vocal coach you don't need vocal lessons but what i'm saying is you need a vocal coach who's gonna get your voice back in shape especially if you're gonna be playing big shows like that you're going on tour with kiss now i mean come on all right enough of you david lee roth jesus christ <laughs> Are you still with me, people? I didn't lose you yet, did I? <laughs> so, show is about Daily Roth. Um, no, but you know, it's about music too. Um, it's about things that I like, and hopefully, things that you like. Um, and it's just about me just kind of shooting the shit with you on a Monday. You know, let me keep you company. You know, let me be your friend. Let me be your friend away from a friend. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Speaking of friends, you know, uh, it's hard promoting on Facebook. I have a 3000 something friends promote this podcast on there. And I, you know, links, and I even grovel a little bit, I guess you could say, uh, like, how come nobody's liking my post? Is it showing up in your feed? <laughs> it showed that I got like a thousand, maybe 2000 listeners on like different countries. And it's like, well, where are they? I, 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 like I said, I just you know I know what face, well because Facebook has this like what's called an al algorithm or whatever, and I think and from what I read that if if you're promoting something that is kind of part of their competition, I guess Spotify could be part of their competition that they suppress your posts from your friends' newsfeed. So in other words, like I don't see everything that a lot of my friends post, um, but. It's weird because I'll post something stupid about Donald Trump or just make some kind of wacky joke about, you know, 
what I ate for dinner or what I, I don't know, just, I'll just say something stupid and it'll get like 50, 100 likes or whatever, and reactions. And, and I always have people tell me, yeah, you should do something with your music. You should do something, with, you know, maybe you should get it, get into doing this or get into doing that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then when I do, like I'll post some new music that I'm working on. It's like one like, maybe two likes. Three days go by, one like. <laughs> this is weird. Look, tell me I suck or something. Shit. And don't like just tell me you you're you like what I'm doing or or that uh you're so proud of me. I'm so proud of you. Um just to make me feel good. I, I'm not a yes person. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not someone who has to be told yes all the time. I just want honest feedback, that's all. Just let me know if uh if if what I'm doing is cool, if it's not cool or whatever. I'm still gonna do it no matter what. I got it in the works. An addiction and recovery special. Two hours. Hell yeah. I got some people I'm going to interview. Um, it's going to be more serious. You know, this this show here. It's still going to be the Eric D. Fulmer podcast show. It's just going to be more serious. It's going to be more about, you know, the struggles that I've gone through with my addiction. Where I was there. Where I was at then and where I'm at now. And and, and uh, also some stories from other people and, and how they deal with it. And how they dealt with family members that deal with it. That, that have addiction. And um, just the whole gambit of addiction and then recovery and moving forward and, and, and you know, just hopefully motivate somebody, hopefully inspire somebody out there who's struggling to, to know that they're not alone and to know that you can turn it around. You know I mean? No matter how bad your situation is, there's somebody with a worse situation. And their worst situation or somebody worse than their situation. But the fact is, what I'm saying is that it can be turned around it doesn't happen overnight. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to tell you it is going to be hard. But I'm also going to tell you it's not impossible to do. You know. What I used to think was impossible became possible. Um, that's just that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, man. You just got to trust me. You trust me? Do you trust me out there, America? And the rest of the world, if you're listening? Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody right? Is there, I don't even know the words that. Come from Elidum. <laughs> I can play it on guitar. Can you please stay over to heaven? Shut up. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break. Um, hopefully I'm not taking too many breaks. Show's 40 minutes in. Uh, I might have to do some editing. Even though I say this show is unedited, but it is definitely edited somewhat. All right, dude. It's just shut definitely up. Fuck. unpredictable, and it's definitely unscripted. I might have a little bit of script in there. <laughs> no, sometimes I have my show notes. That's about it. I wouldn't call that a script. I'm not a screenwriter or a scripter. I'm not even barely a writer, man. Shit. Anyway, I'm gonna take that break. Okay. Who knows what I'm gonna do? Just uh. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to stay alive. I'm going to be back. And like Chuck Wooler used to say, in two and two. Yes, that was me. That was me playing guitar all crazy-like. I kind of overdubbed all that. So, yes, I did edit it. Woo! You know what time it is. Got 20 minutes left for the show. And as I promise, we're going to talk about some TV. I better calm down. Right? I'm getting too crazy. <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. I mean, like, if I were to give you my list of all the TV that I watch, all the network channels and or from the network channels and the and the cable channels and the the, the streaming, like the Netflixes and the Hulu's and all that shit. 
you'd be like, how the fuck does this guy get any work done, man? <laughs> how do you know whether I am getting any work done? <laughs> You'll never know. I'm just, I'm like the Wizard of Oz. I'm behind a big curtain, and all you're hearing is my voice. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I watch a lot of shows, man. Um, but I just want to name off a few things that I, that, that I really like. like the shows that I streamed last year, back in 2019, way back in 2019. And, you know, some of the network shows I watch. I won't even bother with those. I know you guys probably. It's weird. Like, I talk to people that, you know, I say, yeah, I'll, I'll name, like, certain shows, like, you know, like on uh, NBC or whatever. I don't watch TV, man. Oh, man, I don't have time for TV. The fuck, man? Everyone's got time for a little bit of TV, man. Shit. If you don't watch TV, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> I took that from Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. Yes, I swiped his joke. But it's true. People that don't watch TV are just freaking odd. Just kidding. I guess there's a reason why. That's why they're all smarter than me. <laughs> they can talk nice and clear and not have to stumble their words and find reach for a freaking... Like I'm doing right now. Reach for wherever. Just to get a word out. TV shows. You know, I watch like the uh, Chicago's. I like the Chicago Fire, the Chicago PD, the Chicago Med. Uh, I like Law & Order SVU. I just got into that new show, uh, The Bone Collector. Lincoln Rhymes. The Bone Collector. That's actually pretty cool. Um, Yeah, but let's talk about the shows that everybody likes to watch, whether you're a TV watcher or not, everybody likes to binge watch stuff, man, like on Netflix and HBO and Prime, Amazon Prime. Uh, the one show that I really dig, that I didn't dig at first when I first watched it, because I didn't know where they were going with it. Watchmen. How many of you out there watch Watchmen? Watch the Watchmen. Yeah, the, the HBO series. I think it was eight episodes, maybe nine. I was really bummed that... Uh, it was only that many episodes. Really bummed to find out that they're not going to renew it. But I understand why. Because the creator, he said that he basically wrote it in a way that there really is no other story to tell. Me personally, I think there is a lot of story to tell. Um, I'm hoping that... And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm actually glad that HBO honored his wishes not to renew it. Because it's like instead of him thinking... Well, let's get somebody else to make the series. You know, you know we got to keep the money rolling in. You know, this, this show was a hit. Um, they actually respected his decision and, and to, to not renew this series. But I bet they're going to probably make another one with a completely different, you know, concept and with a different creator. Because uh, that guy, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I believe, the one that plays the comedian in the movie. Now, either they're going to make a Watchmen 2 in the movie, or as a movie, or they're going to do another series... Maybe it might be for a different network or whatever, based on the comedian, because he tweeted out some kind of. Uh, I guess he tweeted a picture with him wearing the mask, the comedian mask, and he kind of said something about something in twenty twenty, something about the comedian in twenty twenty or whatever. But uh, yeah, so that'd be cool. I think, like I said, uh, if you haven't read the graphic novel, a lot of people, you, maybe you don't know this, but Watchmen is based on a graphic novel by the great Alan Moore, one of the greatest writers in comic books. You know, very cool dude, Satanist and all that cool shit. Long hair hippie. <laughs> Old and bitter. He hates the, what they did to his precious baby's watchman. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he created a gem right there. I, I read the graphic novel probably. You know, I always say I read it a hundred times. I probably read it pretty close to that. I mean, I would, it's one of those books I would just read over and over. And then I lost my copy. I got to still go out and get me another copy <clears throat> so I can read it again. Um but yeah, you know, he did V for Vendetta, you know, all kinds of cool, cool shit that turned into movies and uh, that he hates. <laughs> but Watchmen, the TV series, let's get back into talking about that. Again, it takes place 34 years after the events of the comic series. Set in the comic's alternate history of the 20th century, vigilantes once seen as heroes have been outlawed due to their violent methods. In 1985, Adrian Veet, formerly known as the vigilante Ozymandias, Ozymandias, <laughs> oh, I can never pronounce it. He created a fake attack on New York City by a squid alien that resulted in millions within New York being killed. And then all blah, blah, blah. You got to just read the story, but it's basically where they're going with it. Um, but the show takes place in 2019 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
a white supremacist group. The 17th Cavalry is what they're called, inspired by Rorschach's writings and, and, and his mask. Uh, they wage war against all the minorities and, and, and the police force and shit. So, uh, and it's got Regina King, phenomenal actress. I mean, she's one of my all-time favorite actresses. I think she, everything she does is really good. But, yeah. So, going out there, get you some HBO. Uh, if you already have HBO, add it to whatever your streaming service is. Like, Prime. I got mine on Prime, you know, for I think it's like 14 bucks a month. Uh, but, yeah, get HBO and check out Watchmen. I mean, it's a great series. I, I advise you to just try not to binge it all up in once because you're going to be like, it's, it's all, that's it. Once you finish those nine episodes... It's, it's done. It's a one and done, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, Watchmen on HBO from 2019. And uh, yeah, let's watch, let's watch the Watchmen together. Ooh, next show. Um, and I'm only bringing this up. I haven't, I haven't watched it in a while. It's, I think it started in 2018, maybe 2017. I think it was 2018 when it came out. No, it was actually 2017 was the uh, first, first season. Ozark, Ozark on Netflix with Jason Bateman, really good show. As a matter of fact, like when I watched the first season, I was like, okay, this is kick ass. I hope they renew it. I hope they renew it. It seemed like one of those shows that wasn't gonna get renewed because um, you don't hear you didn't hear a whole lot of people talk about it. It wasn't one of those like uh, shows that went, hey man, check out Ozark, check out Ozark. I thought I was like the only guy watching it ever. And then my brother, he just started watching it recently. He asked me if I ever seen it, and I go, yeah, dude, it's a badass show. So. I was like, okay, I got to talk about Ozark. Um, then season two came out, I believe in 2018, maybe 2019. Um, really good show. It's about an economic advisor. His name is Martin Marty Bride. Suddenly relocates the family to from Chicago to the suburb of Naperville to the summer resort community of Osage Beach, Missouri, which I guess that part of that state is considered the, 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 the Ozark, as they call it. I've heard that word before, and I've heard that that name, but I just didn't know really what it was all about. Just like you know, you hear about the outback. Okay, I guess that's Australia. It's not just a restaurant. It's also in Australia. It's the out. It's the outback. It's the outback of Australia. Anyway, after a money laundering scheme goes wrong, he must and he must make errands to a Mexican drug cartel by settling up by setting up a bigger laundering operation in the Ozarks. Okay, I won't give away too much. Just check it out. Anytime you bring the Mexican drug cartel into a TV series, and I've seen a lot of different TV series that seem, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. Then also they bring in the, the Mexican drug cartel, and it just makes it so much better. I don't know, something about the cartel. <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to glorify violence here, but yes, I am trying to glorify violence here. Check out Ozark and get your fix of the Mexican drug cartel. I say that because I, I love, like, Narcos, uh... Let's see what else do I love that could have had the cartel in it. Narcos, um, El Chapo, all those shows on Netflix, man. El Chapo, the t- the the series. There's a there's a there's another one like a spinoff of it, but I can't remember what it was called. Uh, yeah, El Chapo, man. He's like the original. He's like the Mexican Houdini, man. Escape artist, <laughs> the best escape art, the best escape artist since Houdini. That's El Chapo. I wonder what he's doing right now. He's probably kicking back in Rikers, going crazy. Um, but yeah, check out Ozark on Netflix. And also check out the other show I mentioned, Narcos, uh, El Chapo. I like that stuff. I love those kind of shows. Um, another great show. Snowfall. I believe it was on FX. Or was it TNT? One of those uh, cable type networks. Um, Snowfall. Great series. Another one that involves drugs and the cartel. And then it's like, what is it with you, Eric? You're a fucking alcoholic drug counselor and you're and you're addicted to these kind of shows about drugs and drug dealers. And I don't know, man. I guess I got to have my ear to the ground, whether it's in the, in the real world, in a TV world, fantasy world. I got to know, you know, what I'm dealing with out there on the streets. And, and yeah. So, you know, these TV shows, they kind of depict, they depict things that really happen in real life no but snowfall was actually it's based on a, the basically i want to say the origin of crack it kind of you know it, that's basically where it takes place in the 80s i think they do a really good job of capturing uh, what it was like in the 80s although when i was growing up in the 80s 
as a teenager, I didn't really notice crack. I didn't even know what crack was. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good series. Check out Snowfall. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. I don't know if, uh, where you can stream it at. I would imagine uh, just Google it, Snowfall TV series. Uh, that should be able to take you to where whatever network it was on. And, and I'm sure you can catch up on old episodes. But it came out and... Oh, it was on Showtime, actually. Snowfall was a Showtime show. Um, no, wait. It was set... Okay, I'm reading about it right now. It was originally going to be on Showtime. But then it didn't get picked up with Showtime. It went to FX. So, so I was right. It wasn't TNT. It was FX. So, yeah. Ten episodes per season came out in 2016, and I believe it's on its third or fourth season right now. So, yeah. So check that out. Hey, if you get a chance, this just came to my mind. Uh, um, check out the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, My Name Is Dolomite, on Netflix. You know, that was surprisingly really, really good. I mean, I always I thought Dolomite was just a character that I thought it was a skit that that Mad TV did. Like I didn't know there was an actual real Dolomite movie back when Mad TV came on TV, and 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 that one guy Ari Spears, a comedian, he used to do the Dolomite uh, thing, <laughs> like a little skit, and um, he used to crack me up. And and then here there was there was a real Dolomite. Dolomite, my name is Dolomite. And then I watched the original Dolomite on uh, uh, Tubi. Uh, network if you the Tubi app if you download it you can you can watch all the Dolomite movies there it's, it's black black exploitation which I never heard that before <clears throat> yeah I'm so, so so clueless as to like these kind of genres um, but yeah it really uh, got me really into the, that kind of uh, that genre of movies so check out Eddie Murphy brilliant brilliant movie brilliant <laughs> it's author Oscar worthy <laughs> As, as, as Englishmen, we love to say brilliant. That's what we use all the time. Brilliant. You ever hear Simon Cowell every time? Or, or what's a chick from uh, on America's Got Talent? A scary Spice. Brilliant. 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 <laughs> Everything's brilliant. <laughs> but that Dolomite movie, it really is brilliant. Okay. So, uh, next show to binge, to watch. The Boys, The Boys on Amazon Prime is based on a graphic novel by Garth Ennis. You know, the guy that did The Preacher or Preacher, which is a TV series I still got to watch, which I hear good stuff about. And they're probably on this fourth season by now. Got a lot catching up to do. Anyway, The Boys, it's, a, it's, it's on Amazon Prime. I didn't even know it was based on the Garth Ennis book until after I watched it because I never heard of the Garth Ennis book because I, I was just out of touch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was surprisingly really good. And, uh, it's set in a universe where superpowered people are recognized as heroes by the general public and owned by a powerful corporation, Vault International, almost kind of like a little bit like Watchmen, you know, Vit International. This is Vault International, V-O-U-G-H-T, uh, which markets and monetizes these superheroes, and then outside of their heroic personas, most of them are arrogant and corrupt. And it really it's focused on two groups, the seven and then another group, the, the boys, who are the vigilantes who uh, keep the corrupt heroes under control. The boys are led by Billy Butcher, who despises all superpowered people. And the seven are led by the egotistical and unstable Homelander. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, it's been a while since I watched it because it came out last year. And, and uh, yeah, Homelander, man. <laughs> He's a character. Just get, a, get Amazon Prime. It's, you know, it's like, what, 13 bucks a month? If they haven't raised the price again, I haven't checked in a while. They just keep getting billed. Um, get Amazon Prime. Check out The Boys. Great TV series uh, based on the graphic novel. Get out there, and I'm going to go back and read the graphic novel, too, um, just so I can, you know, see what it's all about. It's brilliant. There I go using that word again, brilliant, brilliant. Not even English. My grandparents, from what I understand, on my dad's side, because uh, my dad was adopted, but his real parents, from what I understand, are from Britain. I wonder if they said brilliant a lot. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Anyway, what else am I watching? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I saved the best for last. Is it the best, really? The Mandalorian. 
If you haven't got Disney Plus, get out there and get that. It just came out. You know, it's, it's very young. It's a very young network. It's a very young streaming service. And uh, if you bought stock into it, it's probably gonna you're probably gonna be filthy rich in the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, The Mandalorian. Obviously, it's based on a Mandalorian. I thought it was. I thought it was actually Boba Fett himself. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, it's based on this. Is is you know? It's, it's done like a, a spaghetti western style. Uh, it's Star Wars at its finest. I mean, it's just a beautifully made TV series. You sure? I'm sure you've seen all the Baby Yoda uh, memes out there, and it's just like you know, Baby Yoda pretty much took America by storm. <laughs> um, you know, it was like everyone even debating. That's not Yoda. That's not really Baby Yoda. That's not actually Yoda. Well, no shit. I mean, it take, it's supposed to. It's supposed to takes place like years after. I'm not sure, thirty years or something after Return of the Jedi. Um, obviously, Yoda, rest in peace, um, is gone, but uh, the Force lives on. But yeah, and I didn't know this. I, I guess someone had mentioned that there was a female Yoda in, I think, the Phantom Menace or something. And I went back and, and saw the other. So I don't know, but did Yoda tap that shit? And you know how their ages are. Like, maybe this little baby's really like 40 years old or 40 or something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so right now he's just called the child. But it's a, it's a great sh- uh, series. I don't know. Towards the end, I'm kind of thinking, well, where are they going with this? I mean, how far? Are they, I mean, there's a lot of great visuals, fight scenes, uh, not a whole lot of character development. Um, you know, it's just kind of, but it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to a second season. I think it's just going to, be even better. It's it's one of those shows where okay, you'll go back and watch the first season later on and think, holy shit, it's fucking badass. I mean, it is badass. So what am I saying? So check out the, the Mandalorian. Okay, I'm sorry I had to not spend too much time on that. It's just I'm trying to keep this show under an hour. It's 56 minutes into it. I'm not gonna go back and cut anything out because I don't know how to do that yet with the technology. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna work on an ending. I'm going to hit pause here and then I'm going to come back and record an ending of the show and, you know, do the usual what we always do. And, uh, you know, hopefully I made you guys laugh and I hope everyone's doing well on this Monday. Uh, these shows will keep going every Monday. I'll keep posting a new one, uh, till I get a website up. I don't know when that's going to be until I branch out to like iTunes and stuff. That's going to be pretty soon. But right now, just email me at e.deefulmer, F-U-L-L-M-E-R. You can see my email in the description of my bio on Spotify. Um, please hit me up. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, and all that good stuff. And I'll try to please everybody I can. <laughs> I lied. I just want to make you guys laugh, man. I know Mondays can be hard sometimes. I don't want to brag, but... I'm actually usually off on Mondays. <laughs> right, Tamar? Yeah. <laughs> my future co-host there. Tamarin, my cat. Say hello to the world, Tamarin. Tamarin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm going to be back, and we're going to wrap this show up in about a minute. Minutes up. Put my guitar on before I say goodbye to y'all. It's been real fun spending this Monday with you. I'm hoping that I made you laugh a little bit. I'm hoping uh, I made you cry a little bit. If, you, if you're if you a fan of <laughs> David Lee Roth, I probably made you cry. <laughs> probably pissed you off. Probably never coming back. Um, you know? and if you're hearing this, I mean, you stayed stuck around, so I do thank you for that. Um, what can I say? You can also check me out on my other podcast with my brother that I co-host called Political Dumbass. We're both a couple of political dumbasses. You go there at www.politicaldumbass.com. You can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts, most likely iTunes, Spotify. I think might be on Google Play yet by now. We're we're waiting for the approval on all that. Uh, But yeah, check us out there. We got some merchandise coming. We took a week off on taping uh, because we're working on some new stuff. So... Yes, so you can catch me there. Again, my email's in the description. Please write me. Oh, somebody write me. I'm so lonely. Oh. <laughs> it's just me and my kitty. All right, Mr. Announcer. No name for you yet. Take it away. Work, 
boy work. And fuck Eddie Van Halen. Hey, what are you doing? My turn. <laughs> Why are you always so mean to me? Oh, oh well. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. See you next Monday on an all-new The Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show.